You are Locked On Jets, your daily New York Jets podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Locked On Jets podcast for Monday, June 28th, 2021. I'm your host, John B. from gangreennation.com, and today our episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. This is the rare show the week before the 4th of July where we have major Jets news to break down. Friday afternoon, the reports came out. The Jets and veteran right tackle Morgan Moses have agreed to terms on a one-year deal. There have been rumors about the two sides negotiating for weeks, and they finally reached a contract agreement on Friday. You know, this is usually the quiet time of the NFL calendar. Training camp has not yet come. The off-season program and the draft are over. There's typically not a lot going on. In fact, I was thinking about this. And in recent years, the only major Jets news story that I can remember around the 4th of July was a little while back when Sheldon Richardson got suspended. And of course, that was a negative news story. This is a very positive news story for the New York Jets. And we're going to talk about the Moses signing from all angles on today's podcast. You know, in the NFL, sometimes I hear fans talk about the way teams build their rosters. And I hear about the way teams value certain assets. And one comment that I hear over and over and over is that there is a great market inefficiency that teams don't exploit, that they should trade late round draft picks for veteran players because it's very unlikely that late round draft picks will ever turn into anything. And this experience with Morgan Moses is a great example as to why I don't agree with that type of thinking. And I, you know, I, I even heard it a couple times over the last few weeks when the Jets were negotiating a deal with Moses that the Jets that they should have just traded a late round pick. Why not trade a seventh round pick to Washington? And this is actually a good example of why they did not do it. Now, part of this requires you to read the market, but typically if a player is on the trade block, that's a sign the team is done with him. And that's a sign that the team is going to cut the player. So there are occasions where it does make sense to trade for a player, especially if he has a favorable contract and you keep that, can keep that contract in place. But it's not, sometimes it's not about whether you give up something like a late round pick that doesn't have a very good chance of turning into anything good. Sometimes it's a question of, do you want to give up something or do you want to give up nothing to get a player? In this case, the Jets gave up nothing. And in addition to that, they struck a deal, which, you know, we'll see how things play out. We've seen plenty of deals in the past that looked great at the time that really did not turn out that good for teams like the Jets. But the contract that Morgan Moses got from the Jets looks like a great bargain for the Jets, at least where things stand right now. And it's less, I mean, with Washington, his contract, his cap hit, I think was going to be in the $7 million range. Jets got him for less. Jets got him on a one-year contract. It's worth around $3.6 million now with incentives that seem to be based on playing time. According to certain reports, that could get to around $5 million. But for a quality right tackle, that seems like a pretty good deal. So not only do the Jets not have to give up a draft pick to Washington, and I understand like a late round pick is not that valuable, but it's something. And instead of giving up something, even if it's small, they gave up nothing. And they not only that, they got Morgan, Morgan, Morgan Moses on a cheaper contract. 
And Moses is a guy coming off a quality season with Washington. Now he's 30 years old, so this is not a long-term solution at the right tackle position. Although tackles can play into their 30s, it would not be unheard of for Moses to have a couple quality years left. But they get a guy who, by all accounts, should be a pretty big upgrade over George Fant. And I'm assuming that the Jets are playing him at right tackle. This was actually something we discussed on the mailbag show that I did last week. There were some questions you know, would Moses, Moses potentially move inside to guard? My guess is that he's going to be the new starting right tackle for the Jets. In fact, Ian Rappaport tweeted out and he said that the Jets have a new right tackle. So we, I think we can assume, you know, unless something unexpected happens, I, I don't think the Jets are going to move Morgan Moses to guard. I think that he will be the new right tackle for the Jets. He's an experienced player, though. He was a third-round pick by Washington back in the 2014 NFL draft. In fact, if you go back to early in his career, there's a guy, the guy who plays for Washington, Brandon Scherf, who has developed into a really excellent right guard. He's developed into a tremendous guard. And one of the big reasons he's a guard is that Morgan Moses developed into a quality starting tackle for Washington early in his career. Back when Scherf was drafted, there were some questions about whether he was going to play guard or tackle. And Moses' development gave Washington arguably the luxury, or maybe they just felt he'd be a better fit, but Scherf moved inside to guard, and Moses has been a quality player through his career. Now, he's not you know, a, a great, you know, he's not a guy who's been to the Pro Bowl, he's not a guy who's been on all, pro, on all pro teams, but he's a quality right tackle, which is not what the Jets had last year in George Fant, with all due respect to George Fant. And we'll talk a little bit more about what this means for George Fant ahead on the show, but I don't think that there's any question that this is an upgrade, and the Jets are flexing their cap space a little bit. You know, this was a point in the offseason. I think part of the reason the Jets were able to get such a good deal from Morgan Moses is there's just not a lot of money around this time of year. Teams have mostly spent their cap space. They spent it in free agency back in March. They've ended up signing their draft picks, and I think that's part of the reason. The Jets have, of course, been aggressive in the offseason. I don't think there's any question about that. They spent a lot of money in free agency, but they were able to maintain some flexibility against the salary cap. I, I always like the idea that you have a little bit of money in reserve. Jets have a little bit of money in reserve. And when a guy like Morgan Moses, who plays an important position, right tackle is a very important position in today's NFL. When a guy like that becomes available and you have the opportunity to get him because you've planned ahead, because you've made sure you have this cap space in, return, in reserve to take advantage of a situation like this. It's a very positive sign. And the Jets, again, focusing on the offensive line. How many times have we seen it over the last two years? Two first-round picks on the offensive line. The move to go out and get Connor McGovern. Once again, the Jets are showing that the offensive line is going to be a focus, which I think is a positive development for this team as they look to rebuild from what's been a brutal decade. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing, and you can track all the action at Bet Online. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including baseball, basketball, hockey, and all your UFC MMA action. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore, as this is your chance to get into the game. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit using promo code LOCKEDON. It's one word with no space, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. 
This is the Locked On Jets podcast on this Monday, talking about the signing of Morgan Moses. The Jets agreed to terms with the veteran right tackle late last week. Moses had spent his entire career with Washington prior to this point. He was let go earlier in the offseason, and he and the Jets were able to work out an agreement. It is a one-year contract. Now, there were some reports that the Jets were hoping to get him on a two-year contract, and that makes sense. In the NFL, if there's no guaranteed money involved, it almost always is better for the team to have a longer contract. That may sound counterintuitive, and it's, it's actually different from baseball or basketball, because in baseball or basketball, contracts are usually guaranteed, which means that if a player gets a longer-term deal, he gets paid for the, for the duration of that contract. You know, a five-year contract means that you get a salary for five years. It's pretty good for the player. In the NFL, because contracts are not guaranteed, a multi-year deal essentially gives a bunch of team options. So let's say Moses had signed, had signed a two-year deal with the Jets. He'd play out 2021, and then 2022 comes around. His price is already locked in, and the Jets can decide whether he's worth it or not. If the Jets decide he's worth it, they keep him. If they, if they decide he's not worth it, they cut him, and they can walk away from the contract with minimal cost to, the, to them. So it makes sense that the Jets wanted a two-year deal, but of course this could not be a deal-breaker. Morgan Moses was going to have other options, and ultimately you know, if the choice was you get him on a one-year contract or you don't get him at all, you take him on the one-year contract. Now, I don't think that there's much doubt that Moses should be a big upgrade over George Fant. I mean, there's not a lot that I think George Fant does particularly well. He's a guy who's very athletic. He's a guy who, for years, people have been hoping he was going to put it together because he has the tools to be a good tackle in this league, but it just hasn't worked out. I think Moses should be a big upgrade, both as a run blocker and a pass blocker. Now, one thing that is a little bit interesting about this signing is that I don't think that Morgan Moses is an ideal fit for the new system the Jets are putting in, which we're presuming is going to be similar to the offense Kyle Shanahan runs with the 49ers, and that's based on the wide zone run play. Now, you may hear a lot about this, you know, man slash gap blocking versus zone blocking, and these are essentially two different types of run concepts in the NFL. Gap blocking means that you're essentially trying to move the guy forward. You know, you're essentially trying to outmuscle the guy. You're trying to drive him away from the ball. Zone blocking is a little bit different. On a zone blocking play, the entire offensive line moves laterally in one direction off the snap. And I'm probably going to be oversimplifying this, but one of the reasons for that is every defender on, who plays on the defensive front is assigned either one or two gaps. And a gap is essentially the space between two different blockers. So the, one ga- a gap could be the space between a center and a guard, or a guard and a tackle, or a tackle and a tight end. And you're assigned to either one or two gaps as a defensive player. And if that moves, if the guard and center both move and you're assigned to the gap between the guard and the center, you got to move with them because that's your, that's your assignment. So if the center and guard are both moving and you're responsible for the space between them, you got to move with them. And, you know, one of the reasons I think teams utilize zone blocking is that you have these big 300-pound space eaters. It's difficult to outmuscle them. It's difficult to push them back. But on a zone play where everybody's moving laterally and the defenders have to move with them, you're, you're essentially you're moving them by play design because they have to go laterally, follow the offensive lineman down the field to make sure that they're staying within their gaps. And sometimes what happens is they overrun the play or you, you know, your running back's able to spot a hole. Essentially, and that's one of the reasons you may hear that like for zone if you're running a zone blocking scheme you want an offensive lineman who's athletic you know you value 
athleticism oversized. That's the reason, because you're moving laterally off the snap. And you don't necessarily need to be a huge offensive lineman to succeed in the zone scheme. Now, it helps. And these terms are all relative. It's you certainly would love an offensive lineman in his own blocking scheme to be able to move a guy to push a guy as far down the field as possible, but athleticism is at a greater at a greater premium because you guys are moving down the you guys are moving laterally at the snap, and sometimes to block effectively in his own scheme, it's not necessarily about using brute force. Sometimes it's just about finding the right angle, beating your guy to the spot, and positioning your body the correct way to create a running lane, and. The run play that we're expecting the Jets to build their offense around is called the wide zone. And essentially what that means is that at the snap, the running back is positioning his body, receiving, and when he receives the ball, he's positioning his body, running toward, kind of toward the sideline. And he has to read his blocks and essentially find a cutback lane. You know, find one area, one gap that's open, either because the defender is overrun or because his blocker has done a good job and then just hit that lane and go go up the field as quickly as possible. Now, this makes it a, it's a little bit interesting because Moses is not known as a guy with great movement skills, and in a scheme where you're going to run the wide zone run play frequently, you know, you really want your tackle to be to have great movement skills because he's the guy who's going to get to the edge. He's he's the guy who is you're essentially hoping is going to clear the edge for your for your running back and as much as it's about using your physicality it's also about just getting to the spot you know and i don't know that moses is an ideal fit but the question was between fant and moses and i'd rather have moses just in general because even even if the jets do base their offense on the wide zone play they're still going to run other plays i mean they're still going to run plays that require more brute force in the run game they're still going to run plays that require your offensive lineman to move guys and maybe you change your offense a little bit when you have these two very big very physical type tackles in Mekhi Becton and now Morgan Moses maybe you run more gap plays which require just brute force you know it's it's and another thing I want to emphasize is that the Jets are going to run more than the wide zone play you know I think sometimes we get a little carried away when we describe these schemes and we oversimplify things you know there was a time in the nfl where if you ran zone where if you, you had a zone blocking based run game you were going to run it you were going to run zone run plays like 90 percent of the time those days are kind of over in the nfl offenses are very multiple in many ways and one of those ways is in the run game you know even teams that run zone blocking a lot they still have a healthy mix of gap run plays man run plays so this is these terms are all relative and i do think moses should be a better pass blocker than Fant. And another thing is, I mean, I don't think Fant really provided you a whole lot in the run game. Moses brings things to the table in the run game. So one thing I did want to point out is that, you know, if we're assuming the Jets are going to run this this San Francisco system, Moses may not be an ideal fit, but I still think he's a big upgrade over George Fant. And when you add Morgan Moses to an offensive line that has Mekhi Becton and Elijah Vera Tucker, both of whom you're hoping will deliver big seasons for you. You know, young players who are relatively unproven and Vera Tucker's plays totally unproven. And you have Connor McGovern, who you're hoping is going to bounce back this season with better play around him. Suddenly, this you, you see the pieces on the offensive line. This could be one of the better offensive lines in football. So that's an exciting proposition. And again, there are still going to be plenty of wa- ways the Jets will be able to utilize Morgan Moses, even if he's less than an ideal fit on what could be a prominent play in this offense. I think he's going to be much better than Fant as a run block. He, he puts things on the, run, on the table in the run game that Fant does not. And I think he's going to be a better pass blocker than Fant. And as we've talked about frequently on this show, 
it's all about building around the young quarterback. It's something the Jets have Jets failed to do under Sam Darnold. And you see, once again, they're not making the same mistake with Zach Wilson. They've surrounded Zach Wilson with lots of pass-catching talent. They have, And now they are adding another quality piece on this offensive line around him. And this offensive line, again, is really starting to shape up. Built Bar is the best-tasting protein bar ever. These may be protein bars, but they taste like candy bars. They're delicious. They're covered in chocolate. They're soft. They're easy to chew. And they're healthy. Most flavors have 17 grams of protein, 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, and only 4 grams of net carbs. If you go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKED15, you'll get 15% off your first order. Again, that's promo code LOCKED15, it's one word with no space, L-O-C-K-E-D, number one, number five, for 15% off at BuiltBar, B-U-I-L-T-B-A-R.com. Chain stores have different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers, but rockauto.com's prices are the same for everybody, and they are always reliably low. rockauto.com's a family business, serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, specifications, and prices you prefer. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com This is the Locked On Jets podcast on this Monday, breaking down the signing of Morgan Moses, the Jets, and the veteran right tackle agreed to terms on a contract late last week. And this is the type of move that I could almost argue improves the Jets in two areas. It improves them at right tackle because Moses should be a big upgrade over George Fant, but it also slides Fant to the bench. And if you look across the landscape of the NFL, Fant's probably one of the better backup tackles out there. He's got experience playing both positions. In fact, through much of his tenure with the Seattle Seahawks, his first NFL team, he was the primary backup at both right tackle and left tackle. And it seems unless the Jets make a move, that's probably the role he'll have this year. You know, if either tackle gets hurt, he'll step into the lineup. It's a role in the NFL known as swing tackle, a guy who can back up either tackle spot. And it can be a really important part of your team. Now, Fant is not a great player. He's not a guy I, I trust over a 16-game season, but he's had good games. You know, he has good games here or there. And in a backup, really, what you want is somebody who can get you through a short stretch, maybe. Give you credible play for a, stru- for a small period of time while your starter heals up and is able to get back into the lineup and that you in the nfl it's tough to have a primary back it's tough to have one backup for each position you know you have five starters but you usually don't have five backup offensive linemen a 53-man roster tough to carry 10 offensive linemen on it you need guys who can play multiple positions and fans can do just that now there are some complexities with his contract he's set to make 9.829 million against the cap this year which frankly is just too much for a backup offensive lineman. Fant is overpaid. The other complexity to this is that the Jets really would not save much money by cutting him because he has $6.45 million in dead money if he's cut. And that's just a sunk cost. So really the Jets would only save $3.379 million, so about $3.4 million. And these figures are all from overthecap.com. So really, I mean, essentially six point four, six point five million dollars. The Jets are paying to Fant, or the Jets, the Jets are the Jets are responsible for that against the cap for Fant, whether or not he's on the team. 
and you only save $3.4 million by cutting him. So it's almost a question, is a quality backup tackle worth $3.4 million? You know, probably. And you'll just have to live with the fact you're overpaying him. You know, the Jets allowed a lot of his salary this year to become guaranteed by keeping him on the team. If they had cut him earlier earlier in the offseason, they'd be responsible for far less. But I cannot criticize the Jets for that. I think every move you have to make is a calculated gamble. Could the Jets have reasonably assumed that they were going to get Morgan Moses in late June? Probably not. And it's just something you have to live with. The opportunity presented itself to get Morgan Moses. You take it, and I think you live with the overpay on fans. You know, can you get him to cut his salary? Well, again, you don't really have a lot of leverage right here, I, I don't think, because you know he's he's already got like of his base salary, he's already got four point four guaranteed, four point four million dollars guaranteed, and you're only again you're only the the maximum saving you're going to get is like three point four million dollars. Now, can you try and negotiate this? You know, with you know, say you know we will cut you. Look, Morgan Moses only got less than $4 million. How much do you think you're going to get? I mean, maybe, but I think it's tough. I think it's one of those things you just have to live with. He's going to be overpriced this year. You don't really have, I mean, I just don't think the Jets have, I would love, I mean, I think you approach him without a pay cut, but ultimately I think the $3.4 million you save, it's probably not worth it. It's probably just worth it to keep him on the team for another year. Now, maybe you move on after this season because after the 2021 season, there's only $1 million in dead money Fantas, and he would have next year in 2022 a cap hit of over $10.6 million, which is I think is something you'd want to get out of. But yeah, I think for one year, you just live with having a high-end swing tackle, and you know you have insurance, which is not something you've had in a while. I mean, the Jets, I mean, look at some of the backup offensive linemen they put on the field last year. I mean, those are guys who belonged in I'm not even sure those guys belonged in the CFL or the XFL. This year they have a credible a, a credible NFL player as a backup swing tackle as a swing tackle if they choose to use him that way. And you know ultimately that's kind of like one of the hidden benefits of signing Morgan Moses is not only do you get a better right tackle, you turn right tackle from a position of weakness into one of arguably strength. You get an actual NFL credible player as a backup tackle, which is something you did not have. Offensive line plays at a premium in this league. It's tough to find, and it's even tougher to find guys who can play competent football as backups. And again, I'm not the biggest George Fant fan in the world, but if I needed to trust him for a couple games, I'd certainly take him over most of the backup tackles in the NFL. Anyway, that's all for our show today. Thank you for listening. This has been the Locked On Jets podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. As always, if you enjoy the show, subscribe to it and leave it a good review. Have a great Monday, everybody. We'll be back next time to talk more Jets.